When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back, beautiful people. This is Forever Young, and I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payman Danielport. Thank you so much for uh, spending your time with us. Hopefully you're learning a little something. And uh, we appreciate all the feedback, input, and questions that you've been sending because this is how we come up with our topics. Um, today, I think we have kind of an interesting one. It, it, it uh, is something that we are hearing and seeing more and more often. And, you know, maybe we can cut through a little bit of, uh, you know, some of the myths surrounding this and, and, and address it how a board certified plastic surgeon would address this. And, and today, and, and again, we're not getting on anyone, but it's really, it's confidence versus arrogance. And, and this has come up over and over in our practice when people come in and say, all right, I've seen these three surgeons. This is what they're saying. One um, you know, really has said, I'm the best in the world, or you, you, you should be, you're privileged to sit in front of me. Um, you, you know, I think really what we're going to do is just kind of say, what are the key char- characteristics of a good plastic surgeon and, uh, discuss confidence versus arrogance. I think that, um, you know, to say certain things, I don't know if it's as ethical, um, you know, it's against our code of conduct and, uh, but it's being done all the time, especially in, uh, very high profile areas such as Beverly Hills and and New York and, uh, uh, you know, other areas. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll get your take on it. You know, I I heard it so much in the last couple of weeks and that's why I said, John, we gotta, we have to talk about this Mm. because, you know, we're all really good at what we do. Um, we have put in, as Malcolm Gladwell says, our 10,000 hours, and we are experts in our field. Um, and we, we need to have a sense of confidence to do what we do and get the results that we do. Um, or else, you know, I wouldn't want to go to someone that wasn't confident. However, there is a fine line as to where that confidence becomes, um, a little bit more towards the arrogance and godlike prophecy mm. to the point where it becomes a bit dangerous um, for the patient as well. Because I think when you get people that are so incredibly high on themselves, I think it can detriment there could be a detrimental side to it. And and I think these are some things that that as a patient you should really look for. And I do believe, and I'll say this over and over again, that relationship that is formed with a plastic surgeon is very important mm-hmm. because this is an art that that and a science in the sense that cosmetic outcomes don't always come out to be exactly like you want them to be and sometimes need to be touched up or revised and you should be able to have this conversation with your doctor without him really saying no absolutely not it's you that's the problem not me 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, I've, and I've seen that. And, and, and I think that the, this is kind of what we're going to take a little step back and, and talk about because it's become that, that if someone goes through the same training as the other person and they're doing the same thing, but one person has operated on four people that are, that are famous and they've talked about it, doesn't make them the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, makes them very good and they're good and their results are great. And humility, I think, is what we should start really talking about more than anything else. Um, and I have the privilege of sitting next to this young doctor um, <laughs> that is as humble as he gets. And it's nice because I get to see it on a regular basis because I think he does excellent work. He is compassionate. He has excellent bedside manner. But yet, and he's very confident, but yet there's no arrogance. And it's, and it's just a breath of fresh air. And I think patients love it because he's just like another normal human being yeah i mean listen I, I feel the same way about you i mean you hear from patients i think um there's there's a few things that i see as an issue when um you are a self-proclaimed world's best um you know world's leader world's expert uh, you know and as you said look we all go through training um some of the training is different there's no doubt um, I, I think overall, uh, most board certified plastic surgeons get the same amount of training, um, you know, the adequate amount of, of skill that's necessary. And then you have to build that into a practice. So for sure, anybody who comes out directly, um, you know, in the first five years and, and claims that they're the best is it's just, it can't be true. You know, you just don't have the experience behind that. It doesn't matter how many cases you watched during your residency or you were included on or you felt like that was your case, but you always had, you were under the auspices of an attending surgeon that if you did something wrong, they could fix it for you. And so the, the other issue, uh, you know, the, the issue that I see, um, you know, when you're claiming some of these things is again, what you had alluded to. If there's a complication, you know, and I love, you know, it always used to be great going to these conferences and there would always be that handful of individuals that say, well, I don't get complications. And, you know, I, I, listen, I'd love to tell you that we don't have our own complications, but I'd be lying. The, uh, there are variables that are outside of our control. We can plan for the best, perform an immaculate procedure technically to the letter, and, and things just happen. Patients don't follow instructions. Uh, maybe uh, something happened, uh, you know, where there's a little slip and fall. Maybe, maybe you you thought you stopped the bleeder and it, it just didn't happen. Um, you know, again, they're all different variables. Uh, you know, when we're talking about surgery, but when something goes wrong, I would tell you ten out of ten times I would choose the surgeon who is going to right off the bat, be humble, compassionate, uh, sets expectations and delivers on them. And, and when something doesn't happen, you know that you feel comfortable enough going to that surgeon and saying, look, you know, we talked about a, we got B, um, and how do we get back to a, um, because for those individuals where arrogance tends to be in the forefront, um, from what I've been hearing from patients that come, you know, when we're doing revisions on people because they couldn't feel comfortable going back to their original surgeon, that's a problem. You took it right out of my mouth. And you know, where it's, uh, where these individuals, you go back to the surgeon, they say, look, it's not my fault. It's something you did, or you look great, even though a nose is crooked or 
Mm-hmm. You know, something doesn't look quite right. You know, you have two different, majorly different breasts or something. And they'll say, well, you know, that's not my problem. This is the idea behind uh, that type of arrogance means that they've set up a wall that you cannot climb over. And so I think in our practice, we do a pretty good job. Uh, and I'm, I, yeah, again, I'm patting ourselves on the back. I think that we do a pretty good job of setting realistic expectations, but also understanding that there are certain things that can go wrong. And so when it does, you, I know you are the first person to bend over backwards and say, I'll do whatever to, to, make, it, to make it better. Absolutely, because we're here. We're here to make you happy, especially for elective cosmetic surgery. Mm. I'm not here to berate you and tell you that I'm the best in the world. And no, it's you. Just the way you healed. You know, I, we saw somebody that that we operated on not long ago. Went to a very reputable guy here, and this happens the same the same guy over and over and over again. Had a complication, and the guy's like, "No, I didn't do anything wrong. It's going to cost you a significant money amount of money for me to fix it, and that's that." She's like, I don't even want to go to him because mm-hmm. I, I don't like the way he's treating me. Listen, people are paying us good money to do cosmetic surgery for them. The, the last thing that they want is to be treated like just a number. Mm-hmm. They want to be treated with, with care and compassion just like all doctors should. We are doctors. We are here to take care of people, not to glorify ourselves. Now, if I was strictly an artist and I was painting something and saying, look, I'm the best artist in the world. You're going to pay $10 million for that. Different story because I'm not affecting a human. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this on a person. So I've got to have that care and compassion at the same time. And that's where the humility comes in. I think if you don't have the humility, if you can't be humble around others, even if you are the best, and even if you have incredible results, then there's no point. I mean, it's, it's very difficult to, to continue. Now, a lot of these plastic surgeons are doing amazing, and they, they do great, and God bless them. And, and if you want to go to them, that's fine. But I do think that there are times, and we've seen this a lot, that patients have they they have a lot of remorse and a lot of regret towards it Mm -hmm. i would say listen is a few tips for the patient who's looking for you know the quote-unquote best surgeon out there okay (coughs) i don't think it's going to be the one that's claiming they're the best because if you were the best you wouldn't have to a couple different tips uh, on things that i would look for one make sure they're a board certified plastic surgeon or a facial plastic surgeon uh, because they go through rigorous training, rigorous testing, and they have a they have to maintain the amount and level of education, okay, and knowledge of new procedures, etc. Second thing, you can tell when you walk into an office right off the bat. Look at how the staff responds or interacts with each other. I think that practices that have you know a, a ton of complications or there's someone who feels that they are the best, there is a hierarchy system where the employees are not treated well. And you'll, you'll get a feeling for that right away. So if you walk into a practice, it's a board-certified plastic surgeon or facial plastic surgeon, the staff is lovely and they're interacting well, that's a good plus in their favor, right? We already know the environment's good. We know that if a patient comes back and they're dissatisfied, that the staff will not shut you out or, uh, you know, and, and they'll do, do their best uh, to assist you in any way they can. When you meet with the surgeon, you ask them about complications. If a surgeon tells you that they don't have any complications, run. 
It's just, it's not true. You can, I can, uh, uh, you know, I can talk about, you know, some of my mentors mm-hmm. and, and people who you have had 40 plus years of experience and, uh, the good ones will say, gosh, the more you operate, the more complications you do you'll enough see. surgery, you're you, going to see it all. You got it. <laughs> and so, you know, we've been through the gamut where you, you've seen, I've seen complications you could never even possibly imagine, you know, I mean. And is it uh, something we did or is it something they did? Who knows? And yeah. who cares? Because at the end of the day, we're here to take care exactly. of it. Exactly. And so, they, you know, and you have to deal with it. So that's, that, that's the other tip. You, you know, you look at someone and say, all right, listen, talk about your complications with this protection. What are the potential complications with this procedure? Okay. And, and any ethical surgeon is going to say, look, here are the potentials. Here's what could happen. Here's how we mitigate that risk and how we move forward. Um, and then you can ask them, just say, what is your, uh, revision policy? I think, you know, even we learned, uh, when we were taking our oral boards that the ethical surgeon would say, um, you know, if it's, even if let's say we did a rhinoplasty, the patient walks into a plate glass window and they break it right afterwards. I'm not going to charge them again, my surgeon's fee, but I would charge for OR and anesthesia because those are fees that we have to pay. We are very rare. Most people actually charge surgeon's fee as well. We just feel like it's, it's just an unlucky thing and it's a, it's a rare occurrence and Mm -hmm. we just kind of bend over backwards and do it. A lot of people don't and it's okay, but that's just our style. And I think ultimately we're here to just make people happy. And again, we're doctors before we're anything else. The other thing that we do is, uh, is honestly, every patient gets a small amount of insurance. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that there's potential for things to go wrong. And so, you know, ask about that. Is there a, an insurance you could pay for that will cover the revisional, uh, you know, costs? And it's a nominal fee, but if something goes wrong, even if you have a small dog ear on a, on a tummy tuck, it'll cut it out. You don't have to pay for anything. And, Definitely. and again, and, and, and it is, I mean, not everybody has unlimited funds and not everyone has all the time in the world. And I think that, that some of the things like you said, what you should look out for is when you went to see the surgeon, were you just another number or did he sit down and really talk to you and, or she, and, and did they take their time and did they go over everything? Mm-hmm. And were you really treated like someone that was special? And I think it's important because you want to feel that way. This is not something you do every day. Mm-hmm. So if you are going to go to the best in the world, that's fine. At least, you know, self-proclaimed. Mm-hmm. But make sure that they treat you like you're the best in the world because that's the way it should be regularly. And I, mm-hmm. and I think that therefore you won't run into this problem. I mean, again, it, this happened two weeks ago. I was sitting in front of a lady who came in for breast reduction and and she goes, what do you think of my face? I said, you're, it looks great, <laughs> you know? And she goes, well, I just had it done by this gentleman who proclaims he's, he's the best in the world. Do you know him? And I said, sure, I've heard of him. She goes, what do you think? And I didn't think it was the best. And I didn't think it was amazing. I didn't say much, but I said, if you want to have it taken, you know, maybe a second look, I can have Dr. Lakey come see you because maybe you want a second opinion. Because... I could tell that she was being brushed off. I could tell. Now, I don't know what she started with. I don't know what her pre-op was or any of that. But mm-hmm. I could tell that she was unhappy. She told me she'd spent her life savings on the facelift. I swear to you. And she said that, I don't really, I'm not really happy, but he says it looks great. And he said he's the best in the world. And it really was just, oh, wow. And she was an older woman. And I just felt like... I felt a little dejected for her because I felt like she couldn't do anything. Yeah. And I don't want the people that are listening to get stuck in that same type of predicament. 
Yeah, listen, um, uh, you know, again, I, I think s- setting realistic expectations, you know, I don't think anyone who s- is, says they're the best in the world sets realistic expectations because uh, you're the best in the world. And so you should never have expectation. And, and right there, that's where you go wrong. So again, I think key tips, you look for a board certified plastic surgeon or facial plastic surgeon, look at the staff, see the environment. You should feel comfortable there because that means that they are receptive to you. Ask the surgeon about potential complications and they should be honest and forthcoming. Um, and then look for a potential revision policy. Ask them, do we have insurance? Is there, you know, what is your policy? And I think they should be reasonable. I mean, uh, um, you know, again, if you have a great result um, and, and you, you know, come back and you're unrealistic, that's a different ballgame. I mean, you know, again, I think, and, and everybody, you, you have a pretty good idea when you've got a great result. And, you, um, and so um, this isn't a ploy for you to try to get more plastic surgery out of it. The, the goal is to have the best possible experience. And that's, you know, where you differentiate the confidence versus arrogance. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with finding an absolute confident surgeon that is very happy about what he does and how he does or she does their work. Confidence is necessary. We are very confident in what we do. We go in loving our job and thinking we are very good at it. But that arrogant factor just lowered a little bit. Humility is necessary in this world. Yep. Well, listen, uh, that's enough of our tirade. I hope you guys have learned something today. At least we've given you a couple tips on what to look for. Um, you know, keep those questions coming because this is how we come up with topics for our, our podcast and our, our YouTube channel. Once again, this is Forever Young. I'm Dr. John Lakey. I'm Dr. Payman Daniel Poor. You can check us out on our YouTube channel, TikTok, or listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Peace. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.